So welcome, if this is your first time, I'm Patrick, this is George, and this is Lauren. We'll be kind of guiding us through today, uh, today's cliches and things of that nature. So, but before we get into that, I wanted to make uh, you aware of a few things happening here at Otter Creek and in the college young adult ministry. Uh, a thing that you might be interested in is on October the 5th, which is this Wednesday night, is uh, from six to seven in the OC gym is the little they were kicking off our like food meal thing that you get to eat the meal before Wednesday night class so we have Wednesday night things that happen here at 7 p.m. but as well we the kind of college ministry we also co-host church at the Moz some of you have been to that and so if you're into church at the Moz you can come to that at 630 or if you're wanting to try some uh, different things out here at the building we've got stuff at 7 but they do table fellowship every Wednesday night starting uh, this upcoming Wednesday. And the food is Becky Rubio's poppy seed chicken, people. Now, if you were at the college uh, kickoff, the little in the pavilion, that poppy seed chicken that we had there, that's the poppy seed chicken that's going to be there. That, that may be worth me buying it and getting it later. So good. And she's doing an autumn salad and pumpkin bread. What? That's going to be amazing. Okay. Yes, there's a charge. $4 for kids. So some of you that look a little young, shave a little bit, you know, uh, and you could pass for a kid or $6 for adult for adults. So, or I'm sure if you looked really needy, you know, at the, at the line, someone would probably pay six bucks for you or something, but there you go. And on the board, we got a couple things that we have happening this Thursday is uh, Climb Nashville night that we're doing. And so it's 10 bucks, Climb Nashville from seven to nine. Uh, you can sign up online this week or you can just bring $10 with you to Climb Nashville on October 6th. There is a Facebook event for this, so if you could at least say you're gonna be coming so we can have like a head count to let the, uh, the staff of Climb Nashville know, that would be great. Science Mike uh, is coming, and we're hosting him at Lipscomb on Friday at 7 p.m. Science Mike is one half of the liturgist, which is him and Michael Gunger, which Michael Gunger is going to be here on Tuesday for tokens. And so uh, you can see both the liturgist folks separately this week, which is great. They're not they're not doing anything together, which is unfortunate. But uh, that's only 15 bucks. It is going to sell out in the next few days we've already sold like 145 tickets for that and so uh like because this is for all of nashville but we're hosting it and uh i would highly recommend you coming to this it's going to be amazing okay october 17th bethel worship night at the uh, grand Ole opry uh in uh, opry mills area that's october 17th tickets online on, on sale for that we're doing something for the first time which is our first ever post-summer pre-winter social. Oh, wait, huh? <laughs> but our first post-summer pre-winter social is coming up October 21st. And uh, it's going to be at the Coward's Cabin. It's going to be amazing. We're going to have Grant. What all do we say we're going to do there? Uh, live music, some chili. Chili. Hot cocoa, yeah. It's going to be amazing. And we may even do something like a, a cool 
like giveaway of some type for the first ever post summer pre winter social. Giveaway? Like a not a giveaway, like a like a souvenir for being a part of the first ever post summer pre pre winter social. Get a t-shirt with that. Yeah, we can. Yeah, we should get a t-shirt for that. Let's design a t-shirt this week. Yeah, you're just saying, all I got was this shirt. Yeah, all I got, yeah, all I got was this shirt. Yeah, and then uh, October 28th and 29th is our college retreat with our guest speaker being Tristan Tristan Wheeler. Um, it's 20 bucks. It's at Cedars of Lebanon camping retreat. It's uh, if you've never come to us on our college retreat, they're a lot of fun, really chill and laid back. So definitely come to that. Um, that's October 28th through 29th which is Halloween weekend, uh, so you can bring a costume. Mm-hmm. Yep. Cool. That's it. And then I'll pray for us, and we'll start our time. Oh, and I guess, uh, oh, yeah, we have a prayer, a prayer concern for the week. Wayne Hickman, father of Michael Hickman, is suffering from uh, Stevens-Johnson syndrome. Uh, and long recovery is expected. So we'll play, pray for Wayne and the Hickman family. Let's pray. Uh, God, we're thankful for this day and for this gift of life you've given us. And we're excited to be in this place and to be with each other and to learn from each other and to have a conversation about um, the things that we're going to dive into today. And um, we're just so thankful that we get to uh, have this privilege and to be a part of uh, this experience this morning. Uh, we are in prayers for Wayne Hickman and the Hickman family as he is in a um, long recovery process. And we just pray for your grace and your peace um, to cover Wayne and his family as they begin this journey uh, to recovery. And we also. Um, and I also pray for everyone in this room. We all enter into this morning and into this space um, with different baggage and with hearts that are full of joy and hearts that are full of sorrow and some that are celebrating because of the victory that's been defeated and some are, are, are reaching the bottom and are just ready for something to break in and to and release them. So we pray for all of this. We pray for the good and the bad, and we pray for your grace and your peace over all of it. Again, we're thankful for Jesus, his life, and his sacrifice and example. Help us to be people who are full of joy and peace and justice and hope and mercy. We pray this in his name. Amen. Okay. Join me. Comrades. Comrades. <laughs> so uh, this is cliches if you've never been before. And each week we're uh, diving through different Christian cliches that have been uh, said and talked about within our culture. And we're trying to just understand why, this, why these cliches are being used. Um, what do they mean? What, what are they trying to say? What might be a better way of saying the thing that is being uh, kind of put into a cliche? And sometimes that means we may need to get rid of the cliche. But I think that it's always important to remind us as we start each Sunday is that we don't want this 
class or this series to be where we uh, have like bullets that, that will harm people because now we have in a very robust way thought about these phrases and now we're better than uh, someone because they're using it and we're not using it. We want to use, want to learn about these cliches to help us um, um, to interact with people a little bit better and to uh, maybe help people find a, a better way to say what they're trying to say. So, I don't know. That's, that's kind of what we're doing. It's been a lot of fun. So last week, uh, we, we ended by talking about there but for the grace of God go I. And then also hashtag blessed. <laughs> uh, so before I bring in Lauren, uh, Lauren and George, I want to hear from those of you who were here last week, kind of bring everybody else up to speed on what we said about this phrase and where, where we were headed as we ended last week, if anybody wants to hop in there. And if you do, I may have a dollar for you. <laughs> So it really stuck last week, which is great. Well, that's true. Not many of you were here. Only like a handful of you were here last week. So maybe we'll just go right into it. Uh, so last week, we were talking about this idea of, um, especially the notion of grace and this idea that this phrase, there before the grace of God go I, is usually used when you see someone in a state of misfortune or bad circumstances, bad decisions, something like that, and you say, actually, um, that could have been me, except for circumstances were different for me, right? And so we kind of talked about how there's a good impulse in that because it's a usually one of recognizing connection with the person who has made poor choices or has been in hard circumstances. Um, and that there's nothing that really sets me apart from this person. Like I'm not more virtuous. I'm not more. I'm not a, a, a better person. I'm actually just, you know, another way to say it is I just got lucky, right? But you're framing it in a theological way by saying, actually, it's God's grace that's preserved me from being in this situation. And so we can all imagine the negative of that as well, right? Which is that, okay, so why is God's grace extended to me and not this person? especially if I didn't do anything to deserve it, right? And so that kind of brought up questions of free will and uh, what does it mean to work for, you know, your work for your salvation? Um, and then we added hashtag blessed because it was sort of a more current way of thinking about how people use this notion of, um, I, don't, I don't deserve this, I sort of lucked into this, I am blessed. Again, with the possible, you know, you're in a way indicating a sort of humility, but also indicating a sort of, um, so why did God bless me with this and not you? You know. And so then we thought this would connect well with this. This is our cliche for this week, which is everything happens for a reason. Um, is this a familiar phrase to you all? Good, because not many knew the first one. We realized it might be the Buddy Daddy's uh, last week, but um, it's a similar. You know, I would say there's overlap here because of the idea of providence, right? That 
Um, how is God, so I think what kind of unites all of these questions is how does God work in the details of our everyday lives? Um, the good and the bad, like what's happening to us that seems to be grace or a blessing? Why? What have we done to deserve that? What have we not? You know, all these things are kind of up for discussion. And what would you add in with this? Uh, <coughs> not much. <laughs> that, that's a great, great summary. Um, I, th I think a lot of people felt like the first phrase, there before the grace of God go I, sounds almost harsh toward the person uh, who's going through a difficult circumstance because it assumes that God's grace was not effective in that particular situation. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's why that everything happens for a reason is kind of connected to that. Um, I would love to hear what you think about everything happens for a reason. I hear this a lot. And I have a fairly strong reaction to it. Mm -hmm. uh, but I, mean, I need to think through that. And I, I look forward to that discussion as well. Um, now, I, I thought that we kind of ended last week kind of talking about grace, right? And then weren't we going to talk a little bit more about grace, on what grace is? And yeah, we did say that we would, we would probably discuss grace more this week as well. So maybe we could integrate those two things. Um, as we discussed amongst ourselves on this one. Okay. Why not? I, I think it, a good jumping off point might be if you kind of talk about how, I think. So if, you, if you're framing grace as um, God sort of helping you out, right? Because that's what's indicated, I think, in this first, in this first phrase. Um, so uh, if, you, if you're thinking about God helping you out, and then how does that connect with this notion that we are blessed and that everything happens for a reason, okay? So how do you see God working, I think, in the, the you know, kind of intricacies of your everyday lives? And particularly in light of, what do you think of when you hear someone say this, right? Does it resonate with you or does it kind of, does it kind of make you want to say, no, I don't, I don't like that, I don't like it framing it that way, because I don't think that's how God works. So that's what I would like for you guys yeah. to, just any of that that, like, kind of, you know, that, that you want to grab a hold of, let's, uh, let's break into small groups and discuss yeah. what we've been doing. So, so turn to your neighbors, meet new people, introduce yourselves, and then uh, talk for a minute. Well, I also, uh, I give you permission to actually use your phones if you have Twitter, and just do a search of this and see what comes up. I noticed a lot of Well, yeah, because when tragedy hits, 
So they're both the brothers, they're one of their very good friends. Father passed away very unexpectedly. Like did it was it was like it was, it was one of those moments, right? And they're at lunch and his and my friend's twin brother says to him, no lie. And Evan, he was like, I I didn't know what to do. Because I was like no, yeah, yeah. don't yeah. say that.
and then the Christian, the Judeo-Christian view is that heaven and earth are separate, but they overlap. And it says that there could be revelation, there could be God can come and dwell with creation, you know. And so I think our, I think we have really missed the boat. So it's like a modern consciousness thing, but we missed the boat by framing grace and providence in terms of God kind of like working in our lives. And really, it seems like God's more deistic in that way. I think it's more that God works by, through revelation, through Christ, like incarnation. I think that's it, you know. And it's not that I don't think prayers work, like in a sort of, I think there is something the idea that God can do something about it. But you all, you know, you need to pray it the way Christ prayed it, which is like a whole time. That's kind of the whole point. Okay. Context is so big on this. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So what we'll do is we'll go and hear from each of the little groups. So if you don't have a spokesperson or two, then you should find one. <laughs> Lots of nose goes happening. <laughs> so we'll start with this first group. Who is this first group here? Was, were you all the we all one group here? Okay. So a couple of you can talk. That's fine. Well, I guess we hate this phrase a lot. Which one? Uh, everything happens for a reason. Okay. Um, we think it's not super theologically sound. Um, and I guess the the phrase we hit on. Um, that kind of summed it up was we're far more comforted by a God who makes all things work for good than a God who makes all things bad. Um, knowing that like God will work with you in the bad things, but He doesn't cause them to happen. Um, we also talked about like struggling with this concept of God knowing everything that is happening, has happened, will happen because He's omniscient, because He's outside of time. Um, but also knowing that just because He knows everything doesn't mean that He chooses. Okay. Then you have thoughts from the group? We kind of talked real quick about it being a very dismissive phrase. Mm -hmm. um, and just like, whenever you say it to yourself, it's like you're trying to get yourself. But whenever you're talking to somebody else, it's usually at the point of the conversation where you're like, oh, I don't really know how to deal with what you just said. So I'm like, well, everything happens for a reason. And then you kind of move on or try to change the subject or just they keep talking. You're like, I really don't know what to do with this. Um, and so you hear this phrase happen in anything from like, oh, my high school boyfriend and I broke up. Oh, well, everything happens for a reason. To like, oh, my child just died. Mm -hmm. And you're like, well, everything happens for a reason. And like, personally, I would just want to smack that person. Like, you're telling me like in a moment where something that incredibly awful has happened, that, oh, well, everything happens for a reason. And it almost makes that seem as though like, the anger or the pain that you feel in that moment is really unjustified because what happened is going to serve a greater purpose later, and so you shouldn't be feeling upset about it. Mm -hmm. um, and so I guess that's what I don't like about it, is it doesn't seem sincere. It's something that you say for anything um, from, like I said, like a little like breakup to one of the most horrible things that can happen. And it's just become like this, I don't know what to say, so I'm just going to throw this out there and then leave. Mm -hmm. 
Okay. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, it's like I can understand the heart behind it of like, I don't know what to say, and I would love to believe in a system where everything does happen for a reason because there is hope in that. But no, like, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> but no. Okay, back, back roll here. What did y'all talk about? Um, we kind of got stuck in the first one. Yeah, that's fine. Let's hear your thoughts on that. Yeah. Um, a lot of it, I guess, part of the catch I left kind of came up um, as far as not really using it, but sometimes kind of wondering where or um, how to use it. Um, kind of things going on. But Very good, very good. Okay, back row here. Any other thoughts in that back row? Good. Okay, good. Next school group here. Okay, well, um, going by what they said, how everything does happen for a reason, but God would not intentionally put his children through bad things, we're looking at it as everything happens because of God's reason. Technically speaking, everything does happen for a reason. <laughs> it's just that not everything does come from God. Um, we brought up the case of a child going through an abusive situation. Well, the abuse may be caused by their guardian or whomever uh, because of whatever reason they're going through, and then they right. lash out. Uh, everything happens for a reason isn't really a dismissive sort of phrase, more of just a statement of fact. Maybe it's like a mantra to help you try and get through something. But it can still be, I still think it can be used like in the wrong context, right. it could be the worst possible thing you could say to somebody. Right. Like what she said, a mother lost her child. Right. Like, and you look at that person and you go, oh, everything happens for a reason. Like, what is wrong with you? I would probably slap that person. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. you don't, you know, it just really depends when you use it and how. It's good. Mm -hmm. Any thoughts from that group? Y'all the same group or two different groups? Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, the, the initial thing that I think we kind of on was like, in the, like trials, mm -hmm. or God is put people through trials, which is kind of a separate thing mm -hmm. from like 
Very good. All right, next group. Well, pretty much what everyone else has said. Like, <laughs> that answer can't be used. <laughs> but, you know, Wing it. That, that makes, like, that phrase, like, pretty much makes us mad. Because like, I've heard it before, and it's just not accurate that God ordains everything that happens to happen. And, like, mothers guys like God probably didn't want to just take out that child but um but I think that like a lot of times like when people use it it's it's it can be like a, a comforting reaction to something in a way of like grasping for um like something that is true and like there is a, a certain speck of truth in it when people say that in their intentions and that they're looking for like what God is doing in this situation, which is based on like the firm belief that like God works in all things, and God works for the good of people, and God is working for the good of people. In that, I think like a lot of times like when people say that it can be grounded in like that belief, just like a little twisted. You know? It's like a really fine line between like between God who makes everything happen. Next group? Is this one group or? Yeah. Okay. We talked about the idea that um, the phrase is usually well-meaning when you're talking to someone else, but again, kind of surface level. You're not really getting into deep stuff with them or trying to support them. We're just kind of like that. It'll be okay. God is working through this, but we theologically think that um, God works through everything, but again, he's not the cause of everything, and he's always working through that to cause good out of what you're kind of letting him Uh, so I was actually I was having lunch yesterday with a friend 
and this friend has a twin brother, and and they both have a friend, a really good friend of theirs, whose father uh, recently died unexpectedly. Like his father, like it just one of those moments. Some of you may have heard of moments like this in life where someone's parent or a, a relative just like just dies, just gets real sick and they die all of a sudden. And they were all out, you know, with this friend, the brother and the, the, the brothers and this friend. And so the one brother, not my friend, his twin brother lives in another part of the country and they were all here in Nashville and they were having lunch. And no lie, the twin brother says to the friend, everything happens for a reason. And Evan, my friend, did not know how to even, he was telling me, like, I, because we were talking about this class, and he was just like, I didn't know how to, it was just, it was such, and like, that's real time, that's something I have actually happened, and it's not some people actually using this phrase. And so hopefully by, in the next few minutes, when we kind of, as we all collectively kind of talk about this, we then we'll be able to be equipped to maybe have a really mature, calm conversation with a sibling or with a friend who's just said this in the midst of something like that. Um, because I think you're exactly right. Like some people use this for, well, this my, my boyfriend broke up with me or my girlfriend broke up with me or my, you know, whatever. Everything comes for a reason. And I think that it's a very, it can be very, this phrase can be very dangerous. And I do think there is some potential, you can probably find some good in it, especially, like you said, if you're, there's something like a, a mantra you're saying to yourself, a reminder to yourself that like, okay, I've made it through difficult seasons and moments before, and I've learned something, but when it comes from someone else who has no idea about all of the pieces and where you're hurting at, and uh, I don't know, but love to hear you what you guys think about what just happened. Everybody, everybody said. I I do I too think it's a, a hopeful thing to say to somebody, and there's a there's probably a spiritual instinct that people are drawing on, and I tend to not I try not to dismiss people's spiritual instincts because sometimes it's just what happens when you're living out a life of faith is you you start you kind of grasp onto these things that probably have some truth to them even if as a professional theologian I would come back and say oh, really is that really what you want to say um, but uh, and that instinct is we've all been through things that at the time we thought were bad things that turned out to be as we look back on it and say well that that really is a good thing that that turned out that way and so because we experience that in some occasions, could it be possible that there's this hope that at the end of our lives, when we're in the great yonder beyond, when the role is called up yonder, um, we could look back at, at every part of our lives, even the, the really terrible things that happen, and say, wow, you know, it actually was a positive thing that that happened. I mean, that's, that's, um, that's a hope that I, you know, I think I probably cling to at some level. 
that's a different question though from how to deal with somebody who's actually going through that at the moment. And at the moment I think we we, we are called to lament. And there's a long tradition of lament in scripture. A lot of Psalms, you know, how long, O oh Lord, and why did this happen? And I'm a good person and this shouldn't have happened to me. Um, and the book of Job is a lot of lament. But even the book of Job it kinda ends with it all turns out, you know. Um, so I, I see I kind of feel everybody saying that it's a, not a helpful thing to say in the moment but yet at the same time there can be something some instinct there that that is a hope or maybe a wish I guess hope's different than a wish isn't it? I guess it's more of a, a confident expectation of well if there is a God and and God is in some sense in control of the world, God can take even bad things and bring good from it. Um, our take. Yeah, that's what, I think several of you identified something like that when you said that um, God works towards the good for his children, right? But that's not exactly the same as saying this crappy thing came directly from God as God's will for my life. That's a different, that's sort of a different uh view of how God works in our lives and um, it also sort of brings up the idea of I, for me like what when we pray prayers of petition like I, prayers for healing or prayers for I mean anything that it is that we're that we you know a, a prayer for life something we understand to be in line with God's God's designs for the universe like when we're saying that the death of a child isn't in God's design but it is very much a part of the world we live in. We look around and see it all, all around us. So what does that mean about how God works? What does that mean about God's um, power and what's happening in the world? Which is kind of, we started to talk about that last week as well with the idea of grace. And um, the, the question there is, what's your vision of how God works in your life? It kind of brings us back to that. Do you see God as uh, creating a world like the deistic picture, which is that God creates the world like a clockmaker, makes a clock, winds it up, and sets it down and lets it run on its own. Or there's the pantheistic model, which is that everything is divine, like everything that's happening all around you, even hurricanes and natural disasters and disease are somehow divine, part of God's plan. Or is there another model? And what do you think the Christian, Judeo-Christian worldview is in that sense? How do you think God is at work in your life? How is it that not all things come from God, but God can work all things towards the good? And these are huge questions, but um, I, I'm curious what you guys think about that. What do you think is the difference between a God that's totally removed from the world or a God that everything is in the world is God? I don't know if we have time to talk about it, but... <laughs> Saved by the bell. <laughs> yeah, go ahead, yeah. <laughs> I'm a person who likes to fix things. I want to help. But I have learned in my 64 years that when terrible things happen to people, and they do, there really is nothing I can say. But I can show up and be present. And the best thing I can do is be present and not say a word. Because 
great advice. Yeah. And that's, that's, I think, why a lot of us say we react strongly to that phrase, because it's, it's such a shortcut. Uh, even if we end up there, it, it's a process to end up there. It's not something you just jump to immediately. And that may, may have to be with different personalities. There are some personalities that are quick to go there. My personality is, I'm not there yet, I, and I need some. I don't know if I'll ever get there, but you need to just let me uh, get there on my own. And to honor, I think one of you, I can't remember, if maybe you mentioned this, just to honor the pain, the like the reality of the pain that someone's experiencing. Maybe even in a breakup, not to minimize how that can actually be a really deeply painful, disorienting experience. Like it's to say, oh, you're gonna be fine, God's working in this. Is uh, you know you actually don't see that in scriptural lament. There's not a dismissal of the reality of pain, and that it's not that the pain is actually not God's ultimate plan for you. So yeah. Okay, we're gonna end there, and we're gonna come back next week. And we're gonna open with the question Lauren left us with. So think about that this week, and we're gonna we're gonna get it's gonna get really juicy, people. You don't want to miss it. You don't want to miss what happens. So come back, be a part of that. Uh, look at all the stuff coming up. Be a part of that too. You're wonderful. Seeing your faces. Have a good Sunday. I actually think I might have an answer to that question.